Opa Gundam style, everybody. Welcome to Wild Robot, a podcast about Gundam. I'm Max. I use he, him pronouns. And with me today are... Uh, hi, I'm Dan. I use he, they pronouns. I'm Yuri, she, her. And these builders do be fighting. Uh, we're back oh, at it. We're building mm-hmm. and we're fighting and it's, we're, we're getting there. We're getting there. As of this recording, we have three more episodes of Build Fighters coverage of this podcast left, which is kind of crazy to think about. Yeah. I, I mean, it does make me wonder. Uh, it, it, I, hope, I hope whoever is on... Uh, hmm. I am thinking about uh, uh, Build Fighters Try, and uh, I mean, presume... I, the, 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 I know... I'm trying to think who is. I, I don't have the thing pulled up in front of me. I know that people, the people who are on for Build Fighters Try have been watching Build Fighters, and like they've seen it, and they know it. All right. Like, they know it's a sequel series. Mm-hmm. But I figure, you know, split this. I mean, they're branded as separate, like, series, pretty much. They're not yeah. generally included. It's not like, um, like, Iron-Blooded Orphan Season 1 and Season 2 aren't, like, branded differently. Right, right. Yeah, there's, like, a big time skip between Build Fighters mm-hmm. and Build Fighters Try. Yeah. There's, a like, yeah. Yeah. So... But when when we nice. get there, we'll get there, and we're not going to do Build Fighters try right after Build Fighters for the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm gonna go ahead and go for like the '80s OVA Power Hour. All right, Ooh. you hear it here first, folks. I think, and I'll have to talk with my co-hosts for it. It might be 08th MS team next. Mm. Uh, we'll see. But I, I plan to do 08th MS team and War in the Pocket. And 0083 back to back to back. So that but should you be won't fun. Be able, you won't be able to do War in Pocket in time for Christmas because it's a Christmas series. Oh, uh, it's okay. We didn't we didn't watch fucking uh, Endless Waltz on Christmas 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 either. It's all jazz. It's Christmas somewhere in the vast reaches of space. Um, well, I say we start talking about Gundam because these episodes were very good. I like these quite a lot. Of. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. What uh, so, a trio of episodes. Mm-hmm. So, Yuria, I believe you have 16. All right, episode 16. Dad, we meet again, question mark? Say needs to repair the star build strike in two days before their next match, and Reiji wants to help, but he ends up storming out because Say adamantly refuses. Mr. Rawl suspects that Reiji is starting to want to build and admires that. And sure enough, we cut to Reggie eyeing gunpla boxes, not sure what he wants to build. A scruffy man appears out of nowhere and decides to help decide what he's going to build. And our snooping white-haired lady from before is also there, so he also picks out a box for her. Uh, They respectively are chosen the beginning Gundam and the command Gundam. And goes through way too intense of a training regime for building gunpla. Once they are done, Reggie tries out the beginning Gundam in an AI match, but it turns out it's been invaded by the same Helzeon galaxy that he fought before in the race. Uh, Reggie's gunpla is grappled, however the command Gundam comes and rescues him, and the two of them destroy the Helzeon. The Ragged Man is suddenly gone and finds the pilot of the Helzeon, who is C, the letter C, and the man reveals himself to be Takeshi Ayori, aka Sei's dad, who is not just a top-ranked gunpla fighter, but also a gunpla battle official referee. And he apprehends C for 36 counts of 
Gunpla Crime! Reggie comes back and Say notices the nippers that Reggie was given and realizes that it was his dad, so he is in fact looking out for him still. It's so funny to me that they, they speak about Takeshi in such vague terms for the entire runtime of this show that I was like, damn, did he did he die? Did he get like isekai to fucking Reiji's planet? No, he's just been chilling. He just mm-hmm. didn't show up until now. It's it's a hard job uh, promoting Gunpla to the wider world, you know? I mean, that and presumably he's been fighting not only C, but 25 other, like, Gunpla Mafia people around the world. Uh-huh. Uh, gunpla crime. I'm fairly certain, based off the fact that Bandai has really put their foot down on counterfeit products. Yeah, they, <laughs> they saw C building, like, the fucking zero-gravity judge and, like... Oh, his, he just saw red and went after his ass. Mm-hmm. He ordered from Daban once, and then <laughs> Takashi had to, like, send in the hounds. Uh, Wanted never... dead or alive for Gunpla Crimes. <laughs> Gunpla Crimes. I don't remember this been off of Law & Order. Uh, I, wait, I... Slager Law & Order. Hmm. There it is. <laughs> I love this, like, like, cold open that's just, like, a very increasingly larger-than-life dream it's, sequence. It's so good, because, like, the, the first shot of it is, it's, say, going to this weird, like, mobile home apartment thing that his dad's staying in, which is the exact shot from 0079 when Amro finally, like, meets his dad for the first time in the series, like, after oh. the beginning. <laughs> oh, no! And I was like, oh, no. Takashi, don't hand him that nasty USB drive, but no, he hands him nippers, and they fly into space as there's, like, a gunpla parade going on. <laughs> Hearsay. This will boost your Gunpla's capabilities, except I guess in this case it actually would. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was gonna say, say, here, have a pair of God Hand nippers, and yeah. and, and then he just gets yes. better at Gunpla building. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm I love looking... that they just I mean... fly into the sky. Yes! <laughs> just, they... the, the sequence of the mobile suits dancing, too. Uh-huh. It's so great, and it's it's all 0079 suits. Like you see a Zaku two and a Goof and a Zagok, and then you see the the Gundam and the Gun Tank and the Gun Cannon, and they're all doing like a. a, a I, I'm I'm almost certain based on the way they are dancing, this is some kind of like traditional Japanese like festival dance. Mm-hmm. Same like, but they're flying over. There's like a giant I- illuminated Haro. They're flying over. It's so cute. Yeah, I love that the Gun Tank doesn't have doesn't really have like uh, a pose opposable arms, <laughs> so he just, like, moves them up and down. He just kind of wiggles. Yeah, I mean, when your fingers are g- giant like gun barrels, you can't do much with it. He's mm-hmm. trying. He's trying his best. <laughs> we uh, love the gun tank. We, he's nice! I, I do love the gun tank. Uh, um, I I saw... Um, so I live in... This is a, just a tiny little aside. Um, I live in Virginia, and Virginia is, like, I think the, pretty much the easiest state in the U.S. to get vanity plates, because it costs, like, a whopping 10 extra dollars when you're doing your registration. Um, mm-hmm. And my my work friend saw a license plate that was RX-75-4, and I'm like, oh my god, there is a real gun tank vanguard here in my state. Hell yeah. <laughs> they, they got, like, if, if I, Virginia only has seven characters, I wish I could get MSN-042 Roman numerals, so I could have, like, the Nightingale model number on my plate. But instead mm-hmm. it says Kaiba because of my Yu-Gi-Oh! predilections. I mean, I would 
I think Kaiba's the better choice, but... Kaiba's really... See, here, the thing is, it's really fucking funny that my license plate is just Kaiba. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you wouldn't so... be able to get away with that in California. Oh, God, no, yeah, I'd show up on that Twitter account. DMV bot. <laughs> you DMV... <laughs> uh, sorry. Kaiba's DMV... a dick. Denied! <laughs> DMV mobile suit. <laughs> um... We get the OP, and honestly, it's growing on me a bit. I like this now. I think it's getting better the more I listen to it. That's true for, like, almost every OP I listen to, though, I think. Yeah, that's yeah, how it not, goes with OPs. It's not bad or anything. It's just I, I specifically have not really had any, like, anime that where the second opening is like, yeah, I like this better than the first, except for, like, Naruto, the original. I mean, mm-hmm. for me, it's Zeta Gundam, where the first opening is good, and the second Zeta opening is, like, my second favorite anime opening of all time. Mm-hmm. And not because it sounds like Careless Whisper, as many reasons. Uh, so it's day 10 of the tournament. Uh, we're in the round of 16, and there's kind of like a, a three-day gap to prepare. Uh, Kirara's on TV interviewing Zomer, who's just talking about how Fellini is cringe and fail and he sucks shit. And Kirara <laughs> is a fool for ha- being interested in a man like him. <laughs> Boo the fool. And, and who is watching? But Rinka, she's going to be visiting her son. Yay. Yeah, she, yeah, it's nice. She's she's closing up the shop and and getting ready. She's she's like kind of daydreams of being interviewed by a bunch of people for being married to the second like the, the runner up of the last gun plus champion and like father or a uh, mother of say in the round of sixteen. And she's like, oh, you know, I I, I just hope he'd grow up into be a kind and honest boy. And everyone's just like crowding around her, you know, interviewing her. It's it's a it's a very cute little yeah. like dream sequence here. I mean, she's probably used to that kind of reaction to her because everyone loves her. Yeah, she yeah. loves Rinko. And she just runs. I don't know. Like, we don't see her take a car or anything. She just fucking, like, sprints <laughs> off. I like to imagine <laughs> she, she ran it. all the way there. Yeah. Uh, she's wonderful. She rules. Um, We see Reiji and Say in the room. And Reiji feels bad uh, because, you know, the star build strike got, like, just completely fucking obliterated when they fought Fellini. Uh, so he wants to kind of, like, help Say repair it, and they start arguing, because, like, Reiji doesn't really seem to, like, know what Say is going through when he has to repair it every single time, and they, like, both grab it and, you know, give me it, no, you let go, and the the, the head pops off, and Reiji just kind of, like, storms off. I, I couldn't tell if the horn broke or not, because, like, ugh, if it did. I, I'm pretty sure it was already broken, and honestly, the head popping off, it's, I mean, it's a ball joint. <laughs> it's supposed to do that. <laughs> That's, yeah. like, yeah. the easiest thing to fix. It's literally meant to do that. No, yeah. it takes me two seconds to pop it back in. Get out of my room. I mean, I guess that really shows how little Reiji knows about Gunpla that he thinks that he beheaded it. And he's like, fuck, I gotta leave. Uh-huh. Uh, um, so so he's gonna get, like, Chena and Rawl to come in and, and help him repair it. And, yeah. like, as Reiji storms off, like, Rawl comments that, oh, well, you know, maybe this will be good for him because now he's gonna go out and, like, because he's like, I'm going to go build a gunpla myself. He's kind of like, you know, to see what it's like for Say. And Rawl's like, oh, it'll be good for him. He'll he'll understand. He'll know what you go through. Uh, <laughs> little does he know what he has in store for him. Um, uh, uh, Isla is uh, at... Uh, Isla is getting herself some big ice cream. A, ja- uh, a Japanese specialty. <laughs> big ice cream. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very exotic. Uh, Exo- she she says exotic Japan as she has an ice cream that's like like six inches tall. It's just like so- it's it's literally like vanilla soft serve. Uh-huh. I mean, if you have real vanilla, then yes, it is good. Like, that is that's true. I like to think she's more like Tom Brady in that she has this like insane superhuman like 
diet and regimen and everything. And like much like how yeah. Tom Brady's never eaten a blueberry, Isla's never eaten ice cream before. Yeah, I believe that. Like, mm-hmm. like they, they're giving her like protein shakes and <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> giving her protein shakes and blocks of of uh, meat. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, they, they they blend up the gunpla nubs to, to oh, reinforce yeah. her from the inside. <laughs> Jesus. Become uh, one with I, the Plavsky particles. She, yeah. She's on that microplastic diet. Uh-huh. Uh, she, she sees a girl, like, walking with her mom, and then she just kind of, like, thinks back to, I, I, I guess, being an orphan? We don't really uh-huh. know Isla's backstory. Yeah, she seems to have been, like, homeless. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, she sees uh, uh, Reiji uh, at, at the mall and, like, decides to follow him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he's just in a Gunpla store. He's looking. And I, I whenever I see these shots, I just, I mean, they're very lovingly made. Because you can read every single box and you can see, like, you know, it's all HGUC and you can see the, the number and everything like that. Uh-huh. It's cute. And he's looking at all the Zakus and he wonders, what's even the difference between all of them? Uh-huh. <laughs> God finds, forbid you uh... ask Reddit. <laughs> oh, God. He finds Lala Sune's mobile suit. Uh, yeah, he's, he's like, is that what it's called? He's like holding like a very old Elmeth model. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really enjoy whenever they put in like the original non-grade kits. Yeah, like like when Raul got his ass handed to him when he fought like a, like a whatever it was called, like the original Gunpla run mm-hmm. of, of the goof. Uh, and then a, a man who's clearly in some sort of disguise walks in. Yes. A man with a very with a uh, very thick dark hair and a very big beard mm-hmm. uh, is here. Uh, he's just he's just a just another Gunpla fan who travels the world uh, here for the tournament, uh, mm-hmm. uh, and he's going to like help him choose out the perfect Gunpla. Yeah. Uh, he, he finds the beginning Gundam for Reiji, and we know it because we watched the OV or the ONA. Yeah, uh, and he sees Isla like peering in from like the outside, and like you know, no one's noticed her yet. And he's like, "And you, the girl who's peeking in from outside, you should get a command Gundam." <laughs> and he hands her like the S, the original like SD command Gundam. Uh, I should get the BB Sunshine command Gundam. That's a neat little thing. Uh-huh. Apparently, for the latest, um, the latest, uh, gu- what the fuck Gundam game was like the SD Gundam Battle Alliance game, um. There is this edition that came with a triple pack of the three, like, the three biggest unique SD Gundams there. There's, like, the Knight Gundam that we saw earlier, um, the Command Gundam, and the Musha Gundam, like, all SD. Uh, and it was like a, like a, there's a lot of stickers on those things. Uh, but I, I, the Command Gundam's cool. I like that it, it's a cool color scheme. I like that, that we have, like, that Quanta command that came out with the Battlelog series because it's cool seeing it in like actual Gundam proportions and not like little GBSD proportions. Yeah, it like it kind of shocked me at first to see that another Command Gundam SD version came first. Yeah, uh, and he's gonna put on a clinic for these two kids because they don't know neither of them know how to build Gunpla because you know they both have Regia say and Isla has her entire team we're just building kits for them to use. Uh, and it's also very obvious that he's Say's dad because he has the exact same like sparkly eyes whenever he starts to geek out about gunpla. It's 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 in the genes. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, uh, they're they're like building their gunpla, and he's like being very like drill sergeanty as he mm-hmm. instructs them. 
Yeah. Uh, That's not how you do it. Don't make it into that harsh of a training. Let's just build it. He, he, he makes them say, sir, yes, sir. And and he, like, you know, we get, and it reminded me a lot of um, uh, Builders Beginning G with, like, how they show how to build a gunpla. Like, you know, he's like, mm-hmm. oh, I recommend making two cuts. One further out and one closer to it once you get it off the runner. And, you know, has they have nippers and sandpaper and... Reiji's like really, really bad with the nippers. Like his hands are just shaking like crazy. And honestly, the first time I built it, I was the same way. I was just like, oh, I'm going to fuck it all up. I can't keep steady for this at all. I get Uh it. Yeah, I just, I remember having so much trouble like putting together like the little bits. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, Fuck that bits. But they they eventually, they they put them together. Uh, they, They, you know. Just flat built, totally fine. And this guy, he gives them the nippers and the sandpaper, you know, as a congratulations for their first build. And and then Radio's like, oh, he seems really normal now. And then he starts going really enthusiastic, talking about, and now you can panel line it and top coat it and yada yada yada. It's cute. This is how I feel. Okay, now. to be to be fair, panel lining it does require kind of that kind of discipline, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was gonna yeah, it's like I you can build a thing just fine, but the first time I panel lined, like I literally picked an old kid I don't really care about because I was like, I know I'm just gonna fuck this up so bad. And I did, because panel lining is a lot harder than it looks. Yeah, that's why I did it on the entry grade Gundam for my yeah, first Yeah, time. you like, gotta do something simple. It's an eight dollar kit. It's not gonna be that bad if I ruin it. hmm I, I have a spare um HGUC just like straight up Gundam revive. Uh, because one day I want to get a little scribing pen and practice that. So oh, add, I know, should, a little bit of details. I should pick up a revive at some point too for the more like detail, slightly more detailed stuff. Mm-hmm. It is nice, but the problem is it does the um the little like V uh in the crotch is just a sticker. It's not like oh. yeah, I know that's all. I'm like Ugh. fuck, I gotta paint it now. Ugh. Um, and it has like a weird like black outline around the V too. Like it looks very stickery. I don't like it. Um, no, but, ten bucks for that kit. So, gotta cut, yeah, cut it's, somewhere. It's, you might as well. Um, <sighs> but we see, we see, we cut from that to uh, Mashita. He's like leaving the um, Gunpla Island, and he's telling Baker to like take care of the boys while he's out. I'm pretty sure he's in the fucking giant golden limo that Dorothy Catalonia drove in uh, <laughs> Gundam Wing. I love this giant golden limo. This, this is. Uh, like this is like a limousine's limousine. This thing is monstrous. Actually, uh, I need it. Episode sixteen. I need to find this out because I'm like almost certain that. Uh, Where's the dad? We meet again. It's trivia. I gotta find this out. Um, Chairman's. Hey, Chairman Mashita's gold limousine is the same as Dorothy Catalonia's from New Mill Report Gundam Wing. That's right. I mean, I did watch yeah. that show like earlier this year, so it's fresh in my mind. But it's hard to not miss a giant golden limo, right? Yeah, uh, Niels is like spying on them. He's still in his ninja, ninja getup. Mm-hmm. Gives them a huge stealth bonus. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he has the matching armor. He's like the fucking Skyrim enchantment on it. Uh huh. Uh, 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 the assistant lady. I don't remember if she had a name. Uh, uh, is like, yeah, Baker is uh calling a mysterious individual. Uh. Uh, to uh, to uh, just sort of help with uh, this uh, shady business dealing, mm-hmm. and of course it's Mister C. Yay! Uh, I honestly thought it would be a different Gunpla Mafia guy, but like, I, I guess uh, we get to see C get his ass kicked a second time, so it works uh, out. <laughs> yeah, he has his pride on the line. Yeah, he got beaten by 
I, he was it was Raw the first time, and now it's just like a referee the second time. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, and and we see C is watching um the watching uh, Reiji and Isla build their kits. Um, and uh, he he what is it? Oh, that's right. Reiji kind of before we go to the next scene, Reiji kind of like thinks about this bearded man and is like, this guy reminds me a lot about Say. I wonder why that is. Uh. And, and back at Say's room, Say and China like they they finish fixing up the uh, star build, and Say and China there's some moment where like they like kind of awkwardly think about spending time together, and like Rambo Rawl's eyes fucking glow, and he's like, "I will take her home at a reasonable time." I'm glad he did that, and not the weird hemorrhoids joke again. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, he breaks this up. Uh, Say gets so nervous, he bows immediately, and. Spills the glass of orange juice. (laughs) (laughs) Say you spilled your happy juice. That's so sad. Mm -hmm. Uh, Pour one, pour one out for say, because he he poured his out. Because he did. Yeah. (laughs) Pour another out. Um, Yeah. We we cut back to Reiji and Isla, and they finish panel lining and top coating. Honestly, hey, they shouldn't. Don't don't top coat in like just a regular unventilated room. (laughs) Uh huh. You wouldn't spray paint. It's basically that. Don't do uh-huh, it. Uh-huh. I do that shit outside, and it still stinks to high heaven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this uh, this gunpla store just—it's—it's it's heavy with fumes. Uh, mm, oh, you can. Mm, 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 it smells like fucking new types up in here. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. Ragey, of course, wants to battle the new kit he built, and Isla's like, I don't know how to gunpla battle. What's a gunpla? Uh, what oh is this a gunpla i i'm just going along with the flow uh the bearded man says well hey you can do a computer match come with me and he takes him to the the plavsky machine and they're in space i think they're in um solomon or maybe axis or maybe a boaku it's some fucking you know it's what it's a space fortress uh and no it is solomon if that's right it's solomon anyway uh reggie's flying around he's loving it and then we see the hell Ziong again uh-huh. We didn't get enough of this guy when he was underwater. Now he's just, like, the space Zeong. He's a lot more, like... He's not as tentacly, but... Mm-hmm. And and his arms are, like, the regular Zeon beam fingers and not, like, the claws they were before. But instead of that weird kind of, like, massive tentacles under the skirt, it's just two... Basically, like, another set of arms that turn into, like, big old, like, claw grabby hands. Mm-hmm. So it still doesn't have legs, but it has forearms <laughs> to make up for that. What's better than the perfect Zeong? Two arms and two more arms. <laughs> the the perfecter Ziong. Mm-hmm. Uh, he 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 gets his ass kicked by this thing at first, and this is the realization. Reiji is like, oh, that's what Say has to go through every time that the gunpla gets destroyed in battle. I understand it now. I can empathize. You haven't even rebuilt it yet. How can you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's very quick to come to this conclusion. Uh. And the, and the bearded man, uh, as Reiji charges the Hell Ziong, he's like, do you need to defeat him the same way Amaro defeated Char and the Ziong? So he's charging in close, and then the, the leg arms, like, grab uh, the beginning Gundam, and the bearded man's like, oh, shit, the Ziong didn't have legs in the anime. Sorry, that's that one's on me, man. <laughs> My bad. You suck, Takashi. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but this is when Isla comes in, and she's like, I'll help you, and she fires the missiles, and they blow up, they, like are back-to-back, and the finger beams both fire at them, and they, like, dodge out of the way, so the fingers blow each other up, and they 
they blow the legs up and then they uh, Isla does a cool like armor purge like where all the armor blasts off the oh, yeah. Gundam engine she, she charges it with just like a Bowie knife hell yeah <laughs> like yeah. The, this thing is covered in missiles and lasers the most effective weapon a fucking little tiny knife yeah yeah they they like they go at him from both ends uh and uh just blow up this gunpla mhm uh they like celebrate they do a little uh they like uh do a little like hand grab thing yeah uh, they're doing the uh they're doing the predator handshake uh, and <laughs> yeah, they're they're I, doing the fucking Sig Curtis Armstrong Full Metal Alchemist handshake. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Isla almost lets on who she is. Uh, mm-hmm. She's like, "Who do you think I am?" And to, she, are she, you? They, they beat him, and she goes, "Who do you think you are? I am." Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. We establish yeah, she, next episode. She hasn't even told Reggie her name yet. Yeah, it's so funny. She's so good at keeping this secret. Oh my god, it's astounding. Uh, and and they realize, hey, wait, where'd the bearded guy go? And we cut to the bathroom, and I guess, I mean, it's funnier for me to imagine that C was piloting this gunpla while he was shitting. Uh, but he, Takeshi walks into the bathroom, and he sees C in there. And he, he rips off the beard and the wig, and he's like, I'm Takeshi Iori. I'm an international gunpla tournament referee. And... I'm gonna arrest you for 36 Gundam crimes. <laughs> That's um, so many crimes. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, say your dad's a cop. Yeah, say you need to denounce this man immediately. No longer yeah. valid. The gun police. It's uh, one thing that your dad. He's isn't the gun police. <laughs> it's one thing your dad isn't around that much, but he's also a cop. T- it's worse <laughs> than your behavior. It's like that one my brother, my brother, and me skit with Detective Jigsaw. Yeah. <laughs> One more yes. thing, you're also under arrest. <laughs> God, basically. And and C, like, goes in to punch uh, Iori, and he judo throws him, just, like, fucking lands him head first into a urinal. Really, uh, uh. Yeah. Uh, fucking piss face. Uh. He nasty. got a humiliation kill. Uh, Don't do gunplay <laughs> crimes, kids. Otherwise, you'll yeah, that's what happens. in a good journal. If you order from Japan, you're gonna get urinal waterboarded. <laughs> um, and later that night, Reiji comes back to the room and he and he shows Say and China and Rala's gunpla, and they're all you know they're all whoa they're they're gawking over it. And Say is like, "You built this yourself?" And Reiji's like, "Well, I had some help uh, from a guy, and he gave me this." And he hand and he shows him the 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 green uh, sprue cutters, and Say is like, oh, "Father," he he recognizes it. I guess it's the same kind that. Mm-hmm. Iori just has, like, a trench coat full of these things that he gives out to random Gunpla fans around the world, I think. I mean, the cheapest um, goth hands are, like, ten bucks, so... That is true, yeah. I have, like, the, the fucking... I forget what exactly they're called. Does it say on these? I have the SPN 120s. That's, like, the $60, like, cut-like-butter pair. Mm. Um, And Say is like, ah, Dad, I know you're out there. And we see Say's dad and C and like just some other gunpla referee, I guess, uh, in a car on the highway driving away from the tournament. And C's just like, oh, my son, I'm sorry, I couldn't. Uh, he's like thinking this to himself. He's not saying this to Say, but he's like, my, my son, you know, I'm I'm watching you from afar because I'm a cop. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 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 Say like thinks to himself, well, I'll, I can't wait to see him again someday. And. We get the ED, we get the post-credit scene uh-huh. where uh, <laughs> uh, 
uh, Rinko is here, uh, and uh, he, he's, like, realizing, oh no, this means the store's unattended. And also, if Dad's here, uh, and we cut back to <laughs> uh, uh, Say's dad at the hobby shop, that, and it's been closed down, uh, so he's he's just so upset that he can't uh, see his loving wife and son. Yeah, I, I have a I have a, a a poster board in front of me. Takeshi Yuri cons is a cop. Pros is a wife guy. It's very hard to reconcile these two things. Uh-huh. <laughs> hey, most of the people into Ringa are wife guys anyway. Like Mr. Rawls, yeah, shit, a wife that's guy. right. He's mm-hmm. you're no Rao. Exactly. Uh-huh. Exactly. Fuck you, Takeshi. You're not Takeshi. my real dad. You're not my real dad. Uh, that's episode though. Pretty funny. Pretty cool. Yeah. I liked it. I liked it. It was fine. This next one, though, holy fuck! You want? Yeah. You, got, you, you want to take this, Dan? Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, episode seventeen, <laughs> model of the heart. Uh, in the cold open, Mal recounts his early childhood and how he excelled at gunpla building and fighting. He thought he was the greatest gunpla fighter ever until he saw the man who had become his master fight, uh, teaching him that there is always a bigger fish. After the OP, we are told that today is the is uh, the second day of the or the first proper day of the finals. They and Reiji are late. They rush to the arena and learn that their first match will be against Mao. Uh, later that day, Niels and Fellini complete their matches, which were total cakewalks. Uh, Niels looks at the bracket and sees that his next opponent will be either Reiji or Mao. Whoever wins. Uh, uh, Mouse thinks to himself about a possible strategy to use against Sei and Reiji, but comes to the conclusion that there is none. We are treated to more flashbacks to Mao's apprenticeship, apprenticeship under the Shingyo school. Uh, it turns out his master is also quite a child at heart. Uh, a lot of their training involves classic Japanese kids activities like uh, hunting for bug. Uh, Shingyo shows off a cool trick that he uses to defeat all his enemies. Uh, Mao desperately wants to learn the trick, but Shingyo insists that in order to truly excel, Mao must develop his own ways. Uh, Mao returns to Osaka to beg Shingyo to teach him the trick. So, Shingyo has the two of them dress in gi and fight. Uh, Mao attempts to fight, but every attack results in Shingyo effortlessly judo-throwing Mao. As Mao lies in the grass and rain, unable to move, Chingyo uh, asks if he has if he has given up. Uh, Mao finds the determination to keep fighting, and we cut to another flashback. Uh, Mao asks his master who his favorite female Gund- Gundam character is. Uh, it's Murray Ramius. I don't know how to pronounce that. With uh, who notably features a uh, jiggle physics. Uh, Mao calls him dirty for this, but Chingyo admits they're really is no complicated reason to like a like a character and uh he just likes her uh now in the present reflects on this uh and the next morning he yeah returns he returns to the arena where uh misaki has come to watch uh uh you know misaki from the uh in episode uh it's time for the gunpla battle uh, Mao has to rush in because he is late, because he had to come in all the way from Osaka. And the two begin, 
the three begin their battle. Uh, Mao is going all out. He's got... He's firing shot after shot of his, uh... Of his, uh, moon, moon cannon. And it's... It's it's a mystery how he's ma- able to get all this energy, but... Uh, as a scan turns out... Uh, he has reflector panels that absorb, uh, solar energy. Uh, uh, giving him as much energy as he needs to keep firing. Uh... The battle continues. It is intense. Mao is fighting for all... For Mao is fighting with everything he has. Uh, ultimately, he must perform his ultimate technique where he gets both the energy from the sun and the moon. Uh, and uh, his, uh, his gun plus starts glowing red. Uh, and he gets a huge uh, energy sword. Uh... Meanwhile, uh, Say and Reiji go G mode and uh, go after him with just a build knuckle, just one big punch. Uh, the two, uh, the two struggle, and ultimately, it is of course Say and Reiji who win. Uh, after the fight, Mao Mao leaves the arena. He walks past Misaki. Uh, who he doesn't respond to. He just gives a little wave. And he starts crying. Uh, Shingyo meets up with him. Uh, uh, they talk for a moment, and uh, Mao reveals that he now wants to build an even better Gunpla. That is ending the episode. Uh, and in our post credit scene, uh, Sei and Reiji also reflect on their intense battle. Glad, he was, glad that Mao was able to uh, fight to his his best, uh, but uh, as it turns out, uh, the as it turns out, uh, Long Dalara has lost horribly to these mysterious twins uh, who have been also in the tournament this whole time, uh, and that ends the episode. It's fucking good. I'm glad we're at the point in the show when like like. It's the final tournament, so everyone gets their kind of, like, last fight together. Uh-huh. It's, I uh-huh. guess, like, them fighting Fellini was the first of it, because, like, looking at looking at the bracket, they're not going to fight that guy, because he's definitely going to lose to Isla. Uh, so I'm very excited for us to get, like, I, I, I'm predicting it, and it's the easiest, you know, home run to make. They're going to fight, they fight Mao, and then they're going to fight Nils, and then they're going to fight Isla, and then they're going to fight Kawaguchi in the finals. But, oh man, I'm excited, because if this, mm-hmm. this fight's anything to go by... It's yeah. gonna be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the very first thing we see is an excess Gundam, like that Mao is a kid built, and I was just hooting and hollering over it. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It's just anything from Sentinel is so cool. I love to see it. Yeah. Uh, I gotta say, all these Mao flashbacks just got me thinking about how uh, the anime trope of like when like someone like is about to die, so. We find out their entire backstory. Yeah, uh, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, because like, yeah, he's 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 baby in this. He's even mm-hmm. babier than he currently is, and he's he, he built this S Gundam, and everyone's excited for it. And he's like, you know, he was like, oh, I, you know, I was really feeling myself. I was winning battles. We see it just obliterate a bound dock. Very sad. Um, mm-hmm. And then he he sees his master fight, and his master, I want to say, is using the Kowloon Gundam from G. And he just destroys like six aquatic mobile suits 
with like enough energy to basically displace the entire ocean, just have it rain back down on them. And mm-hmm. Mao is like, that's when I realized I had a lot to learn. And there's always someone better than you. After he sees this guy just like obliterate everything with one cool pose. Yeah. And uh, he's like doing a little victory pose at the end. Yeah, it's nice. I, I think let's see, the guy's name is Chinon, I believe. But yeah, he's he's fucking he's the Shingyo guy. Um, yeah. And we 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 see Rinka wakes the boys up. It's the day of the round of sixteen. They need to run and see like what the brackets are gonna be. And as they're running, because they're late, because it's like eleven a.m. Say say it's like, oh, humans. When humans evolve to be new types, we can control time. And we won't be repeating the same mistakes. As uh-huh. Rage is just like, can you run faster, dude? <laughs> we got two Lala references in two episodes. What's going on? Oh no. Uh, and we see, of course, their first opponent is none other than Mao. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fellini and Nils talk about how they both have easy first rounds. Um, but Fellini has to fight Isla after his first round, and Nils will have to fight uh, whoever wins between Mao and, say, and Reiji after his. So it's going to be really tough battles after this. Um, I've uh, gone to the uh, part of it where it shows, like, the final tournament bracket. And I am very uh, entertained by... Uh, looking at the scoreboard, just because uh, basically, basically everyone who's like important is against like a just a uh, a nameless jobber, uh, except like, yeah, yeah. Uh, like we've got uh, Isla against a guy from Australia named uh, Peter Morris. Uh, uh, <laughs> let's see, there's Electronic Arts Peter Moore is in the tournament. Uh, we've got these, like, in, in the upper right corner, it's all just, like, people we don't really know, uh, just so we can, like, have the important characters fight. Uh, right. It, it's great. Uh, You're uh, not here to see these losers. Yeah, yeah. No, no one cares about Patrick Mannequin from Ireland. Patrick Mannequin's such a fucking good name, though. That is such a Gundam-ass <laughs> name. Uh, from... From uh, the Great British Republic is John Ayers Mackenzie. Uh, sure, why not? <laughs> God, it's great. Um, we we see Mal after this. He's like under a tree on a bench, just kind of like hat over his face, thinking, theory crafting how the hell to beat Star Build. And like at every turn, he's like, I can't do it. I need to get stronger. He can't imagine any winning moves. And he thinks back to uh. When he was a kid, asking uh, Chinon how to do his cool special finisher move, and the old man wouldn't tell him, and all he would do is just kind of train with him, doing like these like very like j- traditional playtime activity, menial labor type things. Like yeah. they're catching fish and they catch beetles. Uh, at one point, they both like customize a gunpla to look like a beetle. Like Chinon has a ball that's a beetle, and and um, Mal has like an SD Zaku that's a beetle. It's so cute. I want these so bad. <laughs> um. And, and as they're kind of, like, heading home for the night, the boys in Raw, they see uh, Mao's running somewhere. Uh, and we see him, he's taking a train all the way back to Osaka. Yeah. I don't know if he has time for this. <laughs> I, I mean... If you invest in public transportation, he has plenty of time. They they do famously have the extremely fast train. Uh, uh, there's a... But, yeah, uh, we get, like, more flashbacks. Uh, mm-hmm. We see... Uh, we see Chinon? Chinon? Chinon, uh, yeah. Ch- Chinon, like, 
doing the fucking cool trick where he makes a big explosion around him with the uh, with uh, his gunpla. Uh, to secret and- special technique. Mm-hmm. He won't uh, teach Mao it because he he talks about how gunpla is all about imagination and originality. There's no right answer. You just have to model the ideal that lies within your heart, which is a really useful way of saying nothing important. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. Uh, and then we we see like Mao return uh, and uh, explain, just sort of beg to learn the trick from him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and his master's just like. He's like, can you please teach me? And he just goes, okay, I'll teach you a little. Uh, and by teaching, he's just going to throw his ass in the, like, Judo throw his ass in the dirt as enough to make Mao cry and it start to rain. Uh-huh. It's a uh, very heavy. Uh, it's, he's just like, he says, I won't teach your head, but I'll teach your body. So he's, you know, he's kicking his butt. And this is like, this is such an anime-ass trope of, you know, learning through something completely unrelated and what you learn is just a very basic concept of have fun and enjoy yourself, but it still works because it's gunpla show. It's funny and cute and very, uh-huh. very shonen, very tropey. And it's uh, especially funny because Mal wakes up to a note saying, I'm tired. I'm leaving. <laughs> yeah. It's great. <laughs> yeah. And, and it, as he's like, before he wakes up and passes out, he thinks back to what his master tells him. And, and at one point when he was younger, he asked his master, master, who's best girl? And uh-huh. Ma- Mao, genius that he is, has Emma Sheen from Zeta Gundam. Ten out of ten choice, my man. V- f- delightful. You-, mm-hmm. you got it in one. And <laughs> and Chinon says, ah, mine is Murue Ramius from Gundam Seed because Booba. Booba. That's the reason. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, I mean, Mao is like, oh, you old pervert. Um but he, what he says is, honestly, as again, and I know I just said it's very trophy, but I kind of like it, too, where he just says, you don't need a reason to like it. You just need to like it. Mm-hmm. Um, and as he, like, wakes up and is mad that his master just kind of does whatever he likes and left early, you know, without finishing the training, he's like, oh, oh, and he understands. He figured it out. Yeah. He figured out that he lost his zest for dueling. I lost the pot of green. <laughs> Uh, I I do love this like shot of just a bunch of like women from Gundam, uh, just a bunch of figmas, uh, just and he like looks at the ones of like uh, the the of Ramius. Uh, it's great. Uh, I, they <laughs> like it, it. It it's a Gunblood Girls episode because I, I think I've got to mention it. Um, in in Shinon's like I almost said office, Jesus. In, like, the dojo, there's, like, this big old shelf of him. And it's, like, all this... It's very heavily customized Gundams. Like, way more than what you see in the show. Because these are kind of customized to a theme. Like, I think there's one that's kind of like an Oni. It has that sort of tiger stripe loincloth and, like, a horn and a big club. Like, they're very interesting kind of kit batches and customizations. And and, and this is when Mao realizes that, like, it's just about having fun. Uh, so we cut back to the arena. And Chinon, she's, like, looking around. And she sees Misaki of all people here, and she figures, oh, she's here to watch Mao fight, so they kind of all go and sit next to each other. And the boys are waiting for Mao to arrive, and of course he comes in real late, uh, and the battle begins, and of course, it has to be, the field is space, because otherwise Mao wouldn't have been able to use his his, his cool bullshit. <laughs> um, but he just starts blasting the satellite cannon out the gate. Like, no charge up, like, the battle begins, and it's just immediate, bah! 
but again, hey, good tactic. I would not expect that from the very beginning. He's able to charge that real fast. Uh, yeah, and they find out, oh, the reason he can do this is he's got these reflector panels that just absorb solar energy. Yeah, like, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I haven't seen X. I don't think the Gundam X, I think it, it's just like the satellite cannon. I don't know if the solar panels absorb solar power. Uh, mm-hmm. I could be wrong. But it seems very novel in the context of the show, so I don't think it does this normally in the show. But Mal's able to like destroy the absorption shield right away, which is great. Um, and Mal Mal's loving it, and they're they're all having a really good time. They can dis- they keep on like destroying each other's weapons, and they're enjoying the battle to the fullest. Uh, and even Chinon is in the crowd. That's why he left early to take the train up to uh, wherever the fuck Gundam Island is. Mm-hmm. And um, it's Ral in- talks to him. Hmm? I think it's in Tokyo. Uh, yeah, yeah. I like the match. I just, it's Gundam Island to me. <laughs> Gundam, uh, it, it is kind of funny to me that he didn't bring Mal with him, though, to the tournament. He's Yeah, right? <laughs> uh huh. He wanted Mal to figure it out for himself. <laughs> yeah, he wanted Mal to figure it out for himself. Uh, but but Rao talks to Chinon, and, and Chinon talks about how, you know, he was blinded by victory and he's learned to fight battles with an unclouded heart now. That's the secret. That's the secret of the Shingyo school. The innermost mystery is just to have fun. And I guess, again, Chinon has fun and clears his mind by thinking of, of Gundam women. More power to you, I mm-hmm. guess. More normal than the average Gundam Redditor about that, I suppose. Uh-huh. Some people just love women, and that gives them the strength. Uh, whenever I'm losing a battle, I just think of my wife, and that's how I uh-huh. win. Lesbians, what's the secret to your power? Women. Women. Ah. Oh, yeah. Of course. Of course. Didn't think of that. Uh, Mao, he, he activates his solar system, he starts going blue, and then he gets hit by the satellite laser as well from the moon, uh, which makes all of the glowy bits on him glow red, and he pulls out just this fuck-off huge sword. It's just the Mao sword is what he calls it. Mm-hmm. And in, in the kind of hierarchy of cool things, a gigantic blazing energy sword is really high up there. Unfortunately for Mao, Say and Reiji activate RG into the build knuckle. So their response is to punch the sword. So by law of how cool things are, like you simply can't compete with punching a sword. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. They just they literally just straight up fucking like punch it and it's like, you know, they're clashing and like you see cracks form on on the Mao and like sparks are shooting out of um the star build and eventually they just punch the sword apart and like go in for this like final uppercut as the screen like fades to light from a distance you don't see what happens but it's pretty obvious because mal's not happy after this (laughs) we don't need to see this poor kid's heartbreak yeah i was like genuinely surprised because i figured he'd be like oh man i tried my best no he's like fucking sobbing about it Uh uh-huh i guess he Uh, is like what like 13 years old probably yeah he is still a kid (laughs) He's baby. Like, Misaki sees him, and she was like, you were really cool, and he kind of, like, waves with his back turned to her, and you, like, see his smile, like, turns to a frown as soon as he walks past her. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the master walks up after him, and is like, you know, that match was really, really awesome, and a battle that interesting is why I could never quit Gunpla. And this is when Mao is like, he's, like, crying, and his nose is all red, and he's like, I'm gonna build a better Gunpla, just you wait. So he's fine now. It took him, like, all of two minutes to get over his crushing defeat. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get a we, we get a quick little post-credits of uh, Saiyan Reiji. They're, like, you know, they're tired. They're reeling from their match. Uh, they know Mao's going to come back even stronger. And the match they were kind of 
watching when they were in the corridor just ends very quickly. And we see Dolores Abigorbine just completely in pieces after the mm. um, Renato brothers win. Yeah. What could it have? What could have happened? The poor little bug got destroyed. Real sad. We'll find sad. out right now. Episode eighteen. Bloodhounds. Uh, we flash back to the battle between Luong and the Renato brothers, in which we see Luong be handily defeated by the brothers Jim Sniper Canine. No one knows how they were able to destroy Dolores Abagorbine so easily, and this win gives them confidence that they can easily take down their next opponent, Majin Kawaguchi. Before the brothers battle Kawaguchi, we see Mao brag about going on a date with Misaki, which prompts Sei to ask China on a date, but they are distracted by Ayla, who they have never properly met. Still disguising her identity, she introduces herself as Aina and has a meal with Sei, China, and Reiji when Mao walks in after getting rejected by Misaki because he jumped the gun and tried to kiss her. It's now time for the match! The Renato brothers seem to be one step ahead of Kawaguchi at every turn, deploying an automated backpack to put Majin in the pincher maneuver, removing his weapon packs. He's forced to retreat into an abandoned arena, where the brothers' 144-scale Zeong troops attach bombs to the Majin's comfort to try and blow it up. He anticipated this, however, and his greased joints simply flung the bombs off the comfort. He's able to move the battle to his discarded weapon packs, where he uses his Gatling gun to defeat the brothers' gym in his backpack, winning the match. Oh, it was good. I gotta say, I'm relieved realizing it's just the joints that got greased up. I was Yeah, he didn't I dunk have... his whole fucking Gundam in extra virgin olive oil. Uh-huh. <laughs> That'd be I mean, hey, it, you'd be pretty hard to nail down. You'd be pretty slippery. Mm-hmm. I also gotta say, I this whole time I was like expecting that uh that uh they would have been cheating, but uh no, it's just a really weird strategy. It's a far funnier, it's like the best possible way they could have been doing this. It's it cracked me up. Uh-huh. <laughs> Tiny uh, little Zeon soldiers, that's great. Like cause the thing is, the Plavsky particles animate the gunpla. The 144 scale soldiers, this is a solid piece of plastic. Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't know like, how he did this. I, I'm guessing it used like the um one of the 8th MS team kits that has like the little tanks and soldiers. The, yeah. Like, specifically the soccer one, I guess, because that's the young. Because like, I, I, you do see they're a solid piece of plastic. I guess they're posed such as they can hold a tiny little, you know, gunpla bomb. Uh,. But as the episode starts, we see Luong. He loses because he's, like, flying in his Abagorbine. Uh, he's getting shot out by that gym sniper canine. Uh, he fires a bunch of missiles to, like, kind of flush out uh, the gym. And he's like, ah, you know, you're good at sniping, but I'm better at close combat. And then, like, his suit just, like, explodes into a trillion pieces. Mm-hmm. Very strange. And, and yeah, they do a good job making you think it's cheating. Because, again, like, no one knows what happened. Like, you just see the brothers being, oh, can you hold him here for 20 seconds? And I guess that 20 seconds is all he needed for the little the little guys to fly out and, and set some explosive charges on the on the uh, Abagorbine. Again, so far, yet. so far, most of the cheating has been uh, like which episode was it? Episode two, and then like any sabotage like, against Saint Reggie. Yeah, there's not like cheating, cheating. Like people haven't been like illegally modifying their gunpla because I guess you're just allowed to do whatever. Because we know that say put like a metal barrel inside his uh, beam rifle. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, you know, the, the brothers, they win, and they're kind of feeling themselves, and they're like, yeah, people are talking about the Ka- Meijin Kawaguchi, like, you know, he's not so bad, like, we're gonna win, and then we're gonna be the most popular gunpla fighters in the world. We're just gonna show them that he's not worthy of the Meijin title. He's, he's they're, 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 they're very, like, I don't know if they have history with the previous Meijin, but they really fucking hate that guy, it seems. Uh-huh. They specifically mentioned the second one, so... 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, we, 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 we come back. Uh, we see Mao, who's just back to normal now. He's, he's his normal bubbly self. He says he's going to stick around till the end of the tournament. He wants to help out. And he's mm-hmm. going to go on a date with Misaki to the Hobby Center. Yeah. <laughs> Telling my wife, honey, we're going to go on a date. And I just take her to fucking, like, Hobby Lobby. Yeah, just, I'm taking my GF to GameStop. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I kind of wish I did go to Hobby Town with my polygule, but mm-hmm. that would be good. I, I I've been informed, like my my coworkers, they do they go to a lot of different hobby shops for the Digimon card games. So whenever they go, they tell me about new places to check out. And now I have like ten stores to find in the area. Mm-hmm. Um, after after say here's uh. Mao talk about going on a date, and Sheena's like, oh, wouldn't that be nice? He, like, tries to work up the courage to ask Sheena out, uh, when Isla just kind of comes in and starts gawking at the food very loudly, and they're like, hey, we haven't been introduced yet. Who the hell are you? Uh, she's, uh, Ina. Uh, Ina. Yeah. And, and Say just picks up on that, like, oh, just like from Athena's team. Yeah, Ina, mm-hmm. so hell I know you. Uh, and Gina's like, why are you here? And she's like, oh, I'm here to watch Gunpla. And Reiji says, but you said you were interested in Gunpla. And she's like, uh, well, I'm watching my friend. And they start arguing, and then Sheena is, like, trying to defeat the situation and says, you want ice cream? And they both very angrily go, yes! <laughs> it's, uh. it's, it's cute. Let's see. Uh, uh, we see... We see Kawaguchi and Alan, they're, like, watching the replay of Dolara's match with the brothers, trying to, like, figure out how the hell they did it. Uh, and Kawaguchi's not paying that much attention to it, but he's just kind of really excited because he actually gets to fight with all of his strength for once, because he knows uh-huh. that they're just very good opponents. And honestly, I'm surprised that these guys are actually, like, such a... I mean, like, they have an entire episode dedicated to them, but, like, they're kind of built up to be a threat. I would have assumed that they were just, like... It was only Delara in that whole lineup of people winning around the world to get into the finals. Like these guys are legit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They. They're like we. He's like uh, the the Majin Kawaguchi is like thinking about how this has got to be like some elaborate thing. There's got to be a trick to this. I'm gonna figure it out. I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna win. Uh. Uh. And we see like the uh, Renato brothers uh, just sort of chilling. Uh, one of them's drinking a beer called Superfly. Uh, yeah, he is. <laughs> uh, cracking open a gold one. Mm-hmm. Uh, just flashback to Daikatana now. Oh, God. Uh, I can't leave without my friend, my buddy Superfly. Oh, um, God. <laughs> uh, um, we, we, and then we cut back to the restaurant where, like, the, the kids are, you know, Reiji and uh, Isla have eaten, like, a Goku portion of ice cream. There's, like, uh-huh. 20 bowls stacked up on the table. And Mao kind of, like, pops in behind them all dejected. And he kind of tells them what happened where he just ran up and tried to kiss Misaki. And she just slapped his head clean off. Of course. Which, hey, t- Mao, you can't act like that. It's gonna it's happen first, again. It's your first date. You don't even know if you're right for each other yet. You don't. You don't even know if she has good gun of opinions or not, Mal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you you, you always have to ask her if she like starts counterattack or not. <laughs> um, but they're going. They go to watch the next match. Uh, Chena's gone because Ral asks. Uh, I'm sorry, Rinko's gone. Ral asks Chena where Rinko is, 
And Sheena's like, well, you know, Ray, uh, Say and Rage aren't fighting today. So she went shopping. And Ralph's like, okay. <laughs> He's sad. Um, but it's Kawaguchi. And it's the Bernardo brothers. And it's like this, this very rainy, ruined city. Mm-hmm. Very, very moody and very mysterious. Very gray. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, like, uh, because uh, the enemy is a sniper, uh, uh, Meijin Kawaguchi, Kawaguchi is just like, just going around shooting like various tall yeah. buildings that could be used as good sniping locations. He just has Alan tell him where the tallest buildings are. And he starts blowing the fuck out of them. Which, hey, you know, that works pretty well. I suppose you can't get a good vantage point on an exploded skyscraper. Uh-huh. Uh, and we see then why the Jim Sniper canine is called that. Because it sends in the Hound, which is just its backpack on legs. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a Boston Dynamics robot. Uh, it, 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 that is exactly what my notes say. It's just, it's just one of those fucking things. Uh-huh. Uh, you, gotta, you gotta kick it down, disable that shit. Uh-huh. And, uh... So, uh, they're, they're, like, shooting at it, uh, or, yeah, uh, uh, the fight they're, continues. They're, Sorry. Yeah, I'm... they're shooting, they're, the brothers, the gym's shooting at Kawaguchi, the hound shooting at Kawaguchi, they uh, shoot off, like, the, the comfort has these giant, like, binders on its, like, ankles, kind of, like, where it's, all mm-hmm. its weapons are, and they shoot one of them off as he kind of, like, jumps up to charge at them, like, in midair, and it lands, like, in the middle of this town square, um, and eventually, as he's, like, dodging everything, he kind of has to retreat into this, like, crumbling arena ruins. It looks really similar to the uh, stadium that the white base hid inside. Yeah. Um, back in 0079. But, of course, that's right where the brothers want him. And even Kawaguchi's mm. like, yeah, I'm definitely just falling into the trap right now. Mm. And uh, the Bloodhound splits apart again. So it's, like, a backpack that splits into two because, like, this kind of, like, troop carrier flies off from it. Uh-huh. And we see it's full of little dudes. Just a bunch of little guys. It's their birthday. They're gonna throw a party. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's they're just an explosive party. <laughs> they're they're just it's just it's just little buddies. They're little birthday elves, and they 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 fly around and they stick bombs on all of the comfort's joints, and they fly off. Uh-huh. And this gigantic explosion rocks the arena, and Kawaguchi's fine. Like, he's yeah. just kind of ch- chilling because he reveals. And, like, w- when the brothers look at him and realize what happened, you see his joints. And, like, they just kind of look a little bit more greenish and a little bit more, like, shimmery. So, at first, I thought he was like, oh, he had reinforced his joints so the bombs wouldn't hit him. No, he he's just smeared grease on them. Uh-huh. Just uh, sprayed a little bit of WD-40 on all yeah, of them. Yeah. <laughs> he dunked him in extra virgin olive oil. So, he's Truly. kind of, like, loosening yeah. up those joints. Oh, yeah, I got stretched real good. And he just kind of, like, swung, like, swiveled the comp for a round to, like, fling the bombs off of it. Um, so they're fighting, and Kabuuchi comes in for melee. And it turns out that cool backpack and the little guys aren't the only tricks that the Gym Sniper Canine has up its sleeve. Because it also breaks out the exam system. Uh-huh. Which is very cool, because it's, its visor glows red. Um, it's like, exam... What the fuck even... Was it? It wasn't made by new type. No, that's right. It, it, it's it mechanizes new type abilities and the mobile suit itself. Uh, it it makes it better and faster. Yeah. It's, it's like the fucking uh transform basically. It's an install. Uh, yeah, yeah. There you go. 
Uh, it just means it's really fast, and the compress is getting like slashed up and shot, and like the little uh, bloodhound is like skating around, shooting at him. Uh, the brothers once more talk about how uh, they're going to prove that Kawaguchi is not worth the of the Majin title um, with their war, and that's I guess like saying that is enough to make everyone kind of amazed, like oh. It's a it's a gunpla war. I don't really get it, but whatever. I mean, I guess everyone just wants to have regular battles and not weird wars where it's just still one on one battle. Hard to say. Yeah, yeah. Wars are bad, but you know, battles are fine. <laughs> war is bad. Wauku battle. <laughs> um, and as as like Alan's like, oh fuck, dude, Kawaguchi's gonna lose this so bad. Uh, Kawaguchi speaks up and says, you know. Some things are left to fate, and the outcome is inevitable. And he, like, blasts his thrusters forward, kind of rocketing himself back to where he dropped his weapon pack. And he pulls out, like, a spiked Gatling gun and just pumps that thing full of lead. Like, the gym is just covered in holes and explodes. And the brothers are like, but the hound is still in play. And if I was the ref... If I was the ref and, like, the main gun plug got obliterated and just the backpack was left alive... I don't know. The pilot's not going to be in the backpack in real life. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't think that wins. That's a win. There was also the, I mean, there was the first fight between the Bolt Strike and the Zaku Amazing that. That, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. Um. So, but yeah, it's, it, it's the, the, the Bloodhound thing. And uh, even then, the Comfort, like, retreats and grabs a different weapon and just, like, pew, blasts it with a beam rifle. Uh, and he's like, this isn't a war. We're not all brothers. This is a gunplot battle. And he wins. Yay. This isn't a but war. It's something more, far less serious. Stop taking it so seriously, you nerds. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but he he's, even though he wins, he's like really fucking mad at himself because he, he let his machine take so much damage. He says he's failed as a Majin. I really, like, we know what it, the Majin is, I think, but it is still, I don't know. He's taking it a lot more seriously than he maybe needs to. Uh-huh. Um, either way, that's kind of the end. And we get the credits. And after the credits, we see Baker. Uh, she's calling Mashita and she's saying, don't worry. Say and Reiji are definitely going to lose next round because their opponent is early genius, the samurai boy. Uh-huh. And, and we see Nils meditating. Uh-huh. So we're going to get some, we're going to get a fucking pretty cool sword fight next week, I imagine. Yeah. I'm excited. And that's, that's the episodes. I apparently that last fight was a lot more reminiscent also of 8th MS team with the camphor backing up oh. in order to get that uh, chain mine weapon it used against the Alex. Right, yeah. Yeah, I, I guess we haven't ever seen the amazing of the chain mines, which is like, that's the camphor's thing. I do like how they always show it kind of like how it can hover, like fly over the ground very low to it. It's very cool. Yeah, I like that detail in uh, um, MS Saga because you can get the I think it's both camphor legs and the, uh, was it dom legs that can also do the little hover skating? Yeah, thing? the dom legs, they do the skating. Yeah, it it does change your running animation to that, too. It's just oh, really that's neat. so good. I love that. That's choice. Um, well, that's the episodes. So what I did is I went on BehindTheVoiceActors.com, my favorite website, and I've pulled a voice for Beyond Toon World. You're going to love this. Trust me. Beyond Toon All right. Um, <clears throat> this is Tokuyoshi Kawashima, who is the voice of one uh, Takashi Iori. I already forgot his name. <laughs> uh, 
We're doing Say's dad uh, because he's pretty notable in a lot of very funny ways. All right. Uh, not really anything in the bio. He was born February 8th, 1973 in Tokyo. So he's an Aquarius. Uh, and he's been active since 1996. Right. So he's done a good... A, a, good amount of stuff um kind of you know he's been very active he didn't really start to do a lot of anime until the early 2000s but he did voice terry mcginnis in the japanese dub of batman beyond which is pretty right. cool uh he was casey jones in like several of the tmnt shows that were dubbed in japan um this one's good in 2004 movies bionicle legends of metru nui he's oh. uh he's toa nuju Great, great. I love Nuju. Or wait, was Nuju... Nuju was the, the Ice to- Toa. Yes, okay, yeah, I, I always confuse Nuju as the old one and Matoro as the young one who gets to do this cool trick at the end. Um, uh, in 2004's anime Mega Man.exe, he is Yuichiro Hikari, the creator of Mega Man. He's Lan's dad. Yeah. Uh, in 2007's Gundam Double O, he is Klaus Grad. Gotta shout out the other Gundam roles, of course. Uh... He's Rydell in Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, who I believe was one of the Rush Valley automobile engineers that Winry hangs out with. I'm currently watching that show and I don't remember him, so that shows how important he is. Uh, in the 2013 Pokemon ONA Origins, he voices Lance, who's the final Elite Four member. In the 2014 dub of Big Hero 6, he's Baymax. Great. Good for him. Funny little, funny little uh, robot balloon. Uh, this I, I don't know why this one's funny. He voices Chappie in that 2015 movie Chappie about oh. the robot. Oh, I'm pointing at the screen and I'm saying that's Chappie. That's Chappie. That's Say's <laughs> dad. <laughs> um, in 2016 anime of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Diamond is Unbreakable. He's Tonio Trendy. Oh, okay, that makes that. Oh, that's a lot. That makes a lot of sense. Uh-huh. With, he, it's he has the energy for it. Yes, like he has a huge passion, and then he gets really angry if people like in JoJo's case going into the kitchen without washing your hands. Yeah, again, hey, that is worth getting angry over. Don't spread germs, Josuke. Uh, twenty sixteen Pokemon Generations, another ONA. He's Colress. Who is the funny uh, Team Plasma guy with the blue hair swish who's not really a villain? He's just a scientist. And in 2018, and I guess also 2022, the God of War reboot games, he voices Sindri, who's one of the dwarven smiths, who you get to, like, one of five characters in that first game. Great. Um, And Stop. these ones, so so those were the kind of animated dubbing roles. He's done a lot of live action dubbing as well. A lot. Like three times as much live action dubbing as his anime yeah. stuff. Yeah. The most Some prominent, the... prominent one I'm seeing is he played the 11th Doctor in the dub of Doctor Who. Yeah, he's done a lot. He's he's dubbed over James Vanderbeek in a ton of his roles, notably Dawson's Creek and Varsity Blues. Uh, he was the villain. He dubbed Peter Sarsgaard in Green Lantern, the bad movie. Uh, <laughs> He dubbed Heath Ledger in The Patriot. He dubbed Michael Fassbender and Steve Jobs as Steve Jobs. He dubbed Jake Gyllenhaal in Zodiac. Um, and these are the two most, I mean, I, I say important. These are the ones that gave the most reaction out of me, I suppose. Uh-huh. Um, in the Fast and the Furious movies, he dubs over Han. Great. <laughs> our, our beloved friend Hong, played by Sung Kong, uh, who died and then came back. And... The, the 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 funniest thing of all, 
He's the Peppa Pig narrator. (laughs) (laughs) So Peppa Pig narrator is also a fucking Gundam cop. Do with that information what you will. That's Tokyo Shikawashima. I was pretty impressed at how cool the uh, roles he had. Um, But that will kind of just about do it for this one. Uh, Before we do plugs, Yuria. What's the robot of the week? Oh, oh boy. Uh, let's see. I think I'm going to have to give it to my, uh, the TriStar Zaku 2 origin. Yes. Uh, specifically Ortega's version with the massive battle axe. I love the axe. It's just, again, we were talking before recording about how, like, big axes and pole arms are just very cool weapons. They are. And yeah, hard to go wrong with an axe whose blade is, like, Half as tall as you are. And also the Black Tri Stars have like one of the best Gundam color schemes for my money. Yeah, it's really good. Like I I'm really short on green kits, but like I really wanted to get this one. It is probably my favorite high grade build of all time. The origin high grades are like nuts. They're so much fun to put together. Yeah, they are like nearly real grade levels. Which is appropriate because mm-hmm. most of them cost near that level, but yeah, I won. Uh, I won a Twitter giveaway from a different Gundam podcast months ago, and I got an Origin Zaku too. And I was putting this thing together, and I'm like, "Am I putting together a real grade? Like, it's it's impressive the 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 level of detail they etch onto them, especially like the legs. Oh my god, it's incredible, it's astounding. Yeah, I I love panel lighting this. Although, also, I will say, I'm glad it wasn't a real grade Zaku because <laughs> oh, good luck finding all the tubes. You won't. You will lose half of them. <laughs> yeah, I kind of did. Yeah. Well, not half of them, but ugh. Yeah, that's why they give you so many extras, because they're like, yeah, these things are gone. Yep. Uh, well, good choice. Uh, and that will bring us to plugs. Uh, Dan, how about you start? Where can we find you on the internet? Oh, you can find me at a lot of places. You can find all those places at biggerchallenge.card.co. That includes... Uh, Pod of Greed, a Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast. Uh, uh, we recently just finished recording the very last episode of uh, of uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! GX. Uh, wow. we'll, be re- we'll be recording a wrap-up episode soon. Look forward to that finale. Uh, next year, we start on Yu-Gi-Oh! 5Ds. Uh, you can listen to uh, the Sonic Shuffle, a Sonic podcast that I do with uh, Morg and Devin. Uh, I've been putting off e- editing and uploading episodes, but we've got a couple in the pipe. Uh, we've got, uh, we've got some Sonic Boom. We've got some Sonic Underground. We're about to record a Sonic X episode, uh, after this recording. Uh, you can listen to, uh, Video Games, the movie, the podcast, a video game movie review podcast I do with my friend Maxi. Uh, we, uh... I need to edit and upload our episode on Professor Layton and the the uh, Eternal Diva. Very fun movie. Uh, uh, the and our next episode will be on the live action Warcraft film. Uh, you can listen to. Uh, no wait, that's everything. Okay, you can also listen. You can visit my Twitter and Tumblr, which are both bigger challenge. My co-host, big challenges. Uh, art blogs like. The one on Tumblr, Biggest Art, or uh, on co-host, Big Challenges Art. There's uh, My Fur Affinity, uh, Big Challenges. There is uh, 
Twitter at Xbox underscore holiday where Usher celebrates holidays with Xbox. Uh, happy Hanukkah, Xbox. Happy uh, Hanukkah. Hell yeah. All right. Uh, and how about you, Yuria? I'm on Twitter at YurgalYuria. I'm on co-host at just Yuria. Uh, my plug is the Six Feet Under Mouse Guard campaign ha- is releasing the final episodes. Last week we released the winter episode, which is basically our big conclusion to the overarching arc of our campaign that we paid for like five years. And uh, today, today, recording Sunday, uh, our the first of our epilogue episodes released. It is the gay wedding time, as per tradition of actual play podcasts. Yeah, and it yeah. is a two parter because we just had so much to do. Uh-huh. Mowage, mowage. But yeah, if y'all have, if you haven't listened to the Six Weeks Under Mouse Guard campaign, it is pretty much now complete, and the last episode is going up next Sunday, which will be the very last Mouse Guard episode. There's also plenty of other campaigns and one-shots there, too. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah! And yeah. I'm Max. You can find me on Twitter at MaxBajillion. Like Dan mentioned, listen to Pod of Greed. Next year is going to be the year of 5Ds. I'm so excited. You can also listen to Slappers Only and Nevermind the Trollocs, my podcasts that are on a bit of a hiatus. Uh, you can go to twitter.com at wowcoolpodcast to find us, co-host at wowcoolrobot. Uh, join our Discord, which links are in the episode description and Twitter header. Uh, this sh- show is hosted on noisebase.xyz, a podcast incubator. Come hang out. There's a lot of other really cool shows to listen to on the network. Um, and that will just about do it for this week. So to close, buy our, our toys. toys. Wow, cool robot. I'm about to buy fuck where the fuck are my gunplay USA Gundam store by? <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye.